It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. Last time in the Maelstrom Galaxy, for better or worse, the leaders of the galaxy now know two things. A terrible threat is coming, and Archqueen Anaset's range encompasses rather more of the galaxy than was previously known. What help these people can offer to you, and whether they will offer it at all, is something only the future will tell. But the end of the universe isn't happening right now. A festival is. Dawn is buttery and lush and lashed with dewdrops from the night's rain. Behind the metal roller shutters of the large central workshop of Springs and Things, an Apelton suitor is wringing his hands together as one of his dear friends paints his face and mandibles with a striking pattern of pale blue lines. The suitor is Tamal at Hair Alvo, Corel's wedding cake co-conspirator from when you were all blissfully ignorant to the impending end of the universe. Uh, he's brought offerings from his bakery elsewhere in the day rim level of the delve. Fragrant, apelta-friendly savoury muffins, blue apple turnovers, and cold-pressed juices laced heavily with pepper and something a bit like cardamom. First question, who's painting his face? Who's the most dexterous? Krell is otherwise occupied, but we'll get to that, I'm sure. Probably Schlurp. So is it you, Schlurp, who's painting Tamal's face? Uh, I guess so, yeah. The face paint you were given um, was given to you by Yorowal and um, has this really kind of weird thick gel-like texture and he's kind of sitting nervously in front of you. Uh, what are the rest of you doing? Lorelei is in the corner with her girlfriend. Just, just sort of both sat slightly curled into each other on a chair like Fuck. I missed you, but also mad things are happening. Last night was a thing. Faraday is probably pacing the stock cupboard, having a small... Oh my god, I don't actually know what I'm doing. Kind of thing. But when she realises that she's spiralling, she'll conjure Lenore, her familiar. The raven collects it on her shoulder. Help ground her. If there's another small room, Corel's there. But if there's not another small room, Corel is also in the stock cupboard. Faraday, is there another small room? Which room is everyone else in? Like the lounge? The main area, probably, like the workshop. Yeah, oh, there's a workshop, but then there's also like a lounge area with like a, a sofa bed. Yeah, Corel's there. They have their anti compulsion helmet on, firmly strapped, multiple pads out, <laughs> making notes and also sending messages to mostly to Uliao. You know, not even waiting to reply, just sharing thoughts about the situation. <laughs> Oh, is it one of those where you scroll down the conversation thread and Uliar's like one in ten? Yeah. What do the messages say? There is some information, but a lot of it's very, what are we going to do, Uliar? What are we going to do? This is terrible. This is awful. What are we going to do? So they're handling it fine. He's definitely not sent many replies, probably because the festival is about to start. But as the noise outside the shop starts to kind of rise into the noise of a crowd, Uliar does send you a reply, Corral, and it says... I am aware that the situation may seem dire. However, there is nothing we can do for it right now. Make merry, force a political smile, we will make a plan, and it will need that helmet of yours. Grell reads that just 
inhales deeply several times, <laughs> puts the pads away, and does step out into the main area. Corel. Hmm? Listen, I know that I've t- teased you about things in the past, but I just wanted to say, like, I'm really sorry that this is happening, and if there's anything, you need to talk to somebody about it, and about how you're feeling. <laughs> How I'm feeling. I wanted you to know you don't have to go through it alone. Obviously, you're going to want to wear your helmet, I, I assumed. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a way we could make it look more more fun, more festive, so that you feel more comfortable in it? <laughs> I want to make clear, I don't think you've heard Corel make these noises before. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes, yes, that probably would be a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to go get our resident artist, and we'll see what we can do. You have to pardon me, I haven't worked with paints like this before. Uh, it's okay, my face is also really smooth. The curses of good genetics. I mean, it does make for a nicer canvas, so, you know, swings and roundabouts. Uh, you need to get my eyelid too. Oh, yeah, of- I'll get that. He squints both of his right eyes and tilts his head so you can paint the stri- like one of the blue stripes going over his eyelid. And then he kind of turns as he kind of sees Crick coming. Oh, uh, you have someone who needs you, I think. Slurp, I need your help. Obviously, we saw last night that Anaset can reach a lot further with compulsion than we thought. And obviously, that's rough for Corel. So what I what I was suggesting to them was that we could take their helmet, which they're obviously going to want to wear, the anti-compulsion helmet. We can make it more festive so that it looks more like a celebratory hat so they don't feel like out of place or like unusual. And I thought, who better to help me spice it up? That does sound like a good idea. However, I don't think they're going to want to take the helmet off while I'm doing it. We could keep it on them while you do stuff. Uh, yeah, so we, I guess we'll go over to Corel. Hey! Hey, Corel! Corel's Breek is in, in as much of what sort of almost... As close to what they get to, like, a forced smile, almost a grimace. Hello! Crick was talking to me, and he thought that you might, might want to make your helmet a bit nicer for the for the festivities today. Yes, yes, yes. Now, I'm not going to ask you to take it off. No, you wouldn't, would you? Yeah, I could see your eyes no. bugging out there, no, no, buddy. Not, so not we'd not do that. Are there any designs you have in mind? Any kind of particular- oh, wild, whatever. What are some of the colours of this festival? Maybe decorate it in some of those colours. We're going to end up with a '90s era Pokemon roller skate helmet. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't want to do that. Did mention some colours before, didn't you? Uh, red, black, and pale blue. Uh, Tamal hops off the table. And goes over to Lorelei, still with two of his eyes closed. Hey. Uh, hello. Yes. Um. Uh. This is this is my girlfriend, Damini. I know. She, I remember. I've met her before at the I, wedding when everything went wrong. Yes, everything has been continuing to go wrong, which is why I forgot you met her. <laughs> this is okay. People forget me. <laughs> no, we don't. At which at which point I think. Lorelei sort of semi disentangles herself from Damini and just gives Tamal like a big hug while also trying to avoid the pain. <laughs> he hugs you back. It's kind of on his shoulders and down his back and across his face, but there's none on his chest, so it's okay. Are you looking forward to the festival? I hmm. I had a couple of questions. Oh, main one being: Are we allowed 
to use magic in the games? <laughs> or is that considered cheating? I don't know, Larley, but I do know that there are some actual normal teenagers competing, so oh. you turning up with, like, tr transport via plants might be a bit unfair. I was looking forward to turning myself into, <laughs> into an aquatic animal and swimming around the reservoir. Well, I mean, you are one of the heroes of Yentao, and you're essential for the founding of this city, and etc, and etc, and etc. Uh, maybe they'll sort something out for you. I'm gonna go check on Faraday, because Corel's reappeared, but Faraday has not. This is true. So, Lorelei's going to go back into the lounge and look around and be like, well, if she's not here, I'm gonna go into the bathroom, look around and be like, and like, knock on the door and be like, Faraday? Did the food disagree with you? It was very rich. No, she's not in there. <laughs> 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 Finally rock up to the storeroom and be like Hello Yep I was gonna give you some time But then Corel came out And They're making some Very non-Corel sounds But also I figured You left to go be alone Before Corel Last night it was heavy And we're not alone in how heavy it was so can you open the door please <laughs> i'm gonna open the door with my arms filled with like stuff i've just grabbed off the shelf and Lorelei just looks up at her raising her eyebrows like i may not be a medineer but i know that that is wood glue <laughs> and nothing else that you are holding or working on is made of wood <laughs> Lorelei grabs a stool from the lounge gets up on it and gives faraday a big hug it's just a lot right now, and I'm pretending I know how to force leaders of the galaxy who dislike each other together, and I'm pretending I know how to captain people, and I don't. And today's going to be really fun, but it still took me 40 minutes to convince myself to get out of bed, which is stupid, because that shouldn't be a thing anymore. But it's fine. You said Corel was... Making weird laughing noises. No, it's it's okay. Schlapp and Crick are dealing with that. That it, mm. <laughs> there's paint. Wow. There's uh there's paint involved. It's a little bit chaotic. I'm not sure if we'll be able to approach the situation without our clothes being covered in very thick jelly-like paint. So I say we leave it just for a little bit longer until the paints go away. But also. Whilst Corel is very anxious right now, you're anxious right now, and that also matters. I am working on it. Lenore is here, because I have been seeing my mandatory therapist. You can check out the stickers on my chart. You're working on it, and I'm very proud of you, but also we're here for you. And whilst we are your friends and not your therapists, we are still your friends. Um, In terms of captioning us, I think you're doing great. You're making decisions that put our best interests first but you're also listening to us well thank you now we should probably go and help Corel. hard new i'm creating art here <laughs> help Corel. help from what 
What? They're, they're doing giving... great. Do I have to like roll something? Yeah, I am gonna make you roll to see how good the pain you do is. Can it please be performance? Listen, I was no, trying to. I was it's trying to be a dex thing. You don't perform with your hands. I'm making art. That's a art. No, a it's a dex thing. Oh my god! Shut up. Fourteen. I'll say that's okay. It's sol- It's a solid good. As the clock moves towards eleven a.m. and the start of the festival, you finish getting ready. Like Karel's helmet is painted and dries. The other half of Tamal's face is painted. Junie arrives uh, with about 15 minutes to go and comes and tucks an arm around Faraday's waist. And um, Damini heads off to the bathroom and comes out with like brightly polished horns and some little amber horn horn jewelry for Lorelei. I, I, I made it from the trees back home. I'm not as good at making things as you. So it's a bit wonky, but... Lorelei <laughs> just starts making little incoherent noises and goes and like holds it and then moves it all to one hand and gives uh, her girlfriend a big hug. Can you help me put it on, please? Yeah, and she like slides the little hoops on over your horns and then tightens them up so it's all dangling properly. And then she flicks one of them and then touches her own little amber laced fake horns that you made her and says, And now we match, kind of, if that's okay. Lorelei. F- Fully picks her up and spins her around. Aww. May I ask what the weather's like? The weather today is clear and bright and fresh. Okay, cool. Stop is gonna put on like a shirt and gloves and trousers. It, it none of it matches. This all looks terrible together. Are you a human? So what what I'm doing is they're dressing up in all this, um, and then they're gonna use seeming just for the length of time it, it takes. Um, so someone bumps into them, like they're oh, kind of clothing, they're, right? they're bumping into clothing. So I wanted to know, like, if it was going to look weird, if it was like it's a hard day, and then she left in like long sleeves and gloves. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's like kind of a spring weather. The human form you choose is it the pop star synth rhythm? It is the pop star synth rhythm. <gasps> Interesting. <laughs> okay. Ooh. I feel they need to put in. They need to be putting in some kind of appearance because it's been a weird time for them. They t- like they took like a solid week off. Well. In addition to the time off social media, they then took another week off mm. and they have been posting and they'd be like, you know, see you all at the festival. Trying to be like, put themselves out a bit. That's fair I guess. enough. Okay. You head out into the festival. There is little trace of the heavy rains from the night before. The sky is clear and vibrant and it offers an imposing view of the pale blue face of Enka, the gas giant that rather orbits and of the dark silhouette of the jellyfish some 15 miles above your heads. The tiered rings of the delve are heaving with people of all shapes and sizes, and the neat rows of shop fronts are festooned with decorations. Red and black flags hang from windows and from the rope bridges that pass above the delve between New Anilu's great pluene-inhabited trees. Black rosettes twine around fence posts and spill out around doorways and benches. La Louis, the great tree that stands at the heart of the delve and at the heart of the city, has been strung with lights and colourful streamers. Hanging from its branches are banners dedicated to each of the galaxy's great powers. So you're heading out onto the day rim, which is where Faraday's shop is. It is absolutely heaving with people. You have a PDF of what's going to (laughs) happen at this festival. It starts at 11. Where do you want to be for the start of the festival? Because you also know from your flyer that at quarter past, there's going to be, Uliel's going to have like an opening speech. 
I get the impression all your Corel might have set seating for that. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think you probably would have set seating. I think at this point, Ulial's like, mo- most people would get a plus one, but the other four are going to be there regardless. So I may as well put them in seats where I know where they are. Yep. And then we we also rock up with Junie and Damini and Tamal. <laughs> no, you don't rock up with Tamal. He splits off. He's got somewhere else to be. The introduction of the festival is up on the very rim of the delve off towards the spaceport because there's a lot of open fields there between the rim of the delve and the orchards around the kind of dawn grove area. Um, And there's like a huge pop-up stage and like a huge ocean of little chairs and different of different varying sizes. You guys do indeed have allocated seats uh, near the front and you're able to take your seats and stare up at the stage. There's like a, a steady... There's like a steady kind of drumming noise going on around you and beyond this kind of ocean of chairs, you can see the crowds kind of amassing and swarming in from across the city. There's just this really warm, vibrant atmosphere and you're able to just enjoy a moment of just a moment where you can forget everything that's happening and that you've been through so far. Your chronometers hit 11 a.m. And... With a huge crash of drums, uh, the stage erupts into light and motion. The Pelton workers come out onto the stage, spinning long batons that have like bright lights on either end of them in, in like fierce red. Between the workers come suitors who are like festooned with like ribbons and bells, and they dance together. You see, one of them is actually one of Uliel's husbands, like, but he's he's not as sprightly as the younger suitors, so they kind of like spin around him. And like bow and duck towards him and duck under his arms very graciously. And this beautiful dance continues for several minutes. And slowly they're joined by members of the other species. And then at 11.15, the dancers all drop to the floor. At the back of the stage, a pair of curtains part. And Ulial comes striding out to the front of the stage holding a microphone. And he taps it with one of his claws. And he says... Welcome to the Festival of New Beginnings. This is an auspicious day, and I hope that you will enjoy everything we have to offer. It has been the work of thousands of people over many fraught months to put this together for you today. We have changed many things about the festival, and kept some the same. Regardless of whether you are human or Araswati, Pluin or Namazir, or even a Pelter, or in a pelter of the Empire, like our honoured guests, you are welcome here. New Analu is not the seeing. It is not the Kanzir. It is not the reformed Kanzir. It is not the UEF. New Analu is the people who live here, and we live here as a community who dare to hope. Enjoy the festival. Um, over like the next half an hour, the city is overtaken by elaborate parades and floats. It's amazing like that they've managed to put all this together. Like the floats are made out of like little paper flowers, and the air is full of confetti, paper confetti, and streamers. And it's just absolutely resplendent. The parades come in two parts. In the first part, a worker is kind of carried around the chairs on a like an elevated palanquin kind of like carry chair with like um, gold ornamentation on it. The worker is obviously not a queen, but has been dressed up with like a, a huge black iron 
crown and has this kind of armor on their arms and back to kind of emulate the spines they would have. And they do an orbit of the chairs and then descend down towards the city. And then another parade comes. And this one is entirely staffed by suitors. And on their carry chair palanquin, daubed in the blue paint you put on there an hour before, is Tamal. Yes! He is looking to to you, his friends. He looks very nervous. He's standing on the carry chair, waving at everybody. But you can see his little hands are shaking. And as he turns away from you, you see a thick red cape swing across his back. And then just like that, it's over. And you're free to enjoy the festival and the games that you can see all across the city around you. The, this festival is full of competitions and stalls and events for you to take part in. I know that you guys have picked out some events that you would like to take part in. The first event of the day is an apple picking competition over in the west of the city in the Shade Grove. I don't think any of you have gone in for it, but I think Lorelei, you wanted Damini to take part. So I'm going to just do a straight check to see how she does, basically. Cool, she gets a dirty 20. Nice. So I'm going to say that she comes out and she's car- like she somehow managed to string her arms with five enormous overbrimming baskets and drops them on the scales and the scale promptly, promptly makes a sad dying noise and breaks. <laughs> And Lorelei is just sat there with like wide doe eyes, just feeling a little bit melty. Literal doe Aww. eyes. Yeah, literal doe eyes. Wow. Damini leaves most of the baskets with the like attendees of the event, and then she brings one full like bushel over to you guys and is like, I won! Yeah, you did. What am I gonna do with this mini apples? <laughs> I mean, we'll work something out, hon. It's okay. This is true, this is true, but hear me out. Your event's next, Lorelei, and I'm not above throwing apples at the competition. <laughs> I think I've got this. Um, the swimming event, Lorelei, which is, I think, what you're taking part in, that's down at the very bottom of the Appelton Delve, uh, because they have a reservoir on the final tier, is just water, basically. Um, and that's down there, is to complete two full laps of the reservoir. There's a white tent striped with black, and there's an attendant who is a Namazir, wearing a set of gigantic rubber goggles. Hello. Hello. Oh, <laughs> It's Philbert! He's back! I mean, essentially, that's what a frog would sound like if it spoke. Hello! Yes, hi. I was wondering, is magic allowed? Mm, how strong are you? reasonably ah. they look down at you and obviously completely underestimate how strong you are and they're like yeah go for it <laughs> i love them <laughs> okay thank you good luck lorelei does like the araswati equivalent of a thumbs up and then wanders to the starting line. There's a couple of humans in swimming, like full body swimsuits because the water's cold. There's a Namazir, which I think probably seems a bit unsporting. And bizarrely, there's an Impelton soldier here who is like wearing a lot of floaties on their various <laughs> limbs. Do you do anything to prepare? Yeah, I'm going to be a giant octopus. You're a large beast. So probably bigger than the Namazir? Or about the same size? About the same size. They're about 12 feet long. A large adult Namazir is about 12 feet. Do you do this on the starting line or after the starting gun goes? Uh, After the starting gun goes. (laughs) That's going to be a bit of a shock. Ready, go! (laughs) 
I'm gonna have the people either side of you, which I'm gonna say is the Appelton soldier and one of the humans. I'm gonna have them make some kind of save, I think, or some can kind I, of roll. Can I make it so that I, at the starting gun, I swim straight down and then turn into an octopus just so I don't hurt anyone? It was more just having them startle oh, fair and be enough. like, what the absolute, f my opponent just melted. <laughs> into an octopus. Into something I've never seen before. Yes. <laughs> well, the human might vaguely know what an octopus is. <laughs> the Namazir who was at the information like hut heads out towards the starting line, raises a blaster above their head, and then fires a blank into the air. And with a bang, you're off. Lorelei, you just melt into an octopus. No, not just an octopus. An octopus that's actually made of vines. <laughs> Okay, so the people either side of you, I just had them roll a wisdom save to see how they react to their tiny Araswati opponent turning into a huge octopus. Uh, one of them was like, I'm still in to win this. I think that's the soldier. Okay, I'm going to say, the soldier is so overcome by their discomfort of the water that they fully don't notice this happening. They're just like, I concentrate on the floaties and then I don't die. And then the human on the other side of you sees this happen, staggers backwards and falls like headfirst backwards into the, into the reservoir, giving you a valuable head start. The Namazir is a few further down and shoots off down across the water, as you would expect. And mm. um, we're going to take this in laps. So if you could roll me an athletics for your first lap. 14. Amazing. Okay. I think with a 14, I've rolled for some of the other ones as well. The soldier is doing surprisingly well. Using their floaties to solve the problem of swimming, they then cast something on themselves. And then suddenly all six of their little sharp legs are like violently sh sh like shimmering underneath them. Something like a prawn. And they start to like almost jet ski across the surface of the reservoir. <laughs> Sending up a great fountain of white water behind them. The the human recovers and begins like a, an unsteady crawl. Another human begins to also do a much stronger crawl. And the Namazir rolled a nat 20 and is leading the way for the second lap. Lorelei, at this point, I think like the, a little bit of a burn is starting to set in. Roll me again. 10. Okay, uh, with a 10, you start to tire as you enter the second lap because this reservoir's not insignificant size it's pretty damn big because it supplies most of the city and of all people this the appelton soldier like cat starts to catch you and you're neck and neck as you head in towards the final stretch the namazir glances back and seeing this speedboat appelter coming up on them is so fucking shocked they full-on jet straight into one of the floating pontoons that's there with like a referee and knock both themselves like, like whack themselves stunning themselves and knock the referee like 18 feet into the water and you both you and the appelter jet past the the uh the stricken namazir and the referee and close in towards the final stretch the appelter makes some kind of almost barbarian-like primal scream. <laughs> oh god. And their legs blur beside you, and then suddenly, in a flash, it's over, and you've come second, and the Appelton soldier keeps going all the way to the side of the rev reservoir, climbs out, and flees. <laughs> <laughs> the next event that's up is the food festival. Yes. Which I think we've got a couple of participants in. 
That is Crick and Corel. Uh, the food festival is being held on the opposite side of the damned Faraday shop in the kind of food court area. There's another chain of the bubble tea place here. And Tomal's Bakery is here, being staffed by, I think, a couple of the kids from Knack. So in this food court area, a bunch of uh, benches have been pushed together to create one long, enormous, like, U-shaped table. And along this table are lots of platters. And each set of platters has a bit of food from a different culture. Uh, you have mudfish, one of the Namazir delicacies. It's a side of white fish in this really terrifying viscous brown sauce which saints taste kind of like earth hence the name uh you have a pelton dish made out of similar to, similar to mealworms if the mealworms were the size of a whole chicken so juicy and quivering yum an araswati fire salad which is a bright red salad which makes your eyes water to be near because it is very heavily spiced a plumy nut bowl and a banana split there's a bucket next to each set of plates. Oh, that's promising, isn't it? I don't know why I didn't think this through. Of course, it wouldn't be human food. That's a banana split. Yeah. You could just take the banana split and leave. <laughs> My I would point out, Crick has a more robust digestion than Krell does. That's a very good point. Crick is far more likely to actually be able to do this. That's than true. That's true. Let's do this. Let's do this. Oh. An Araswati wearing like a chef's hat and an apron starts clanging a metal gun with a wooden spoon and directing you to all take, like anyone taking part to take up a plate. And Crick and Corell, it's your last chance to back out. Oh, Corell's not backing out. I'm not backing out. I'm not backing out. I'm getting stuck in. Cool. Uh, do you take plates next to each other? Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Need to keep an eye on the competition. Stop is all set to take videos and pictures of this event. <laughs> oh, God. Not for on social media. It's for them. <laughs> As Karel and Crick kind of head off towards their plates, Schlurp, you hear, you hear like a little, oh, it's synth rhythm. It's synth rhythm. Oh, it's synth rhythm. There's a gaggle of tweens who are like swarming towards you. Oh, no. Synth. Synth. I assume I noticed this because they're just chanting my name. Yes. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, hello. Hi. Can you sign my leg cast? I broke it two weeks ago. Oh, that's, I mean, back to here. But yeah, I can sign it. Yeah, give them like, you know how like Prince had the thing, like artists formerly known as Prince. Yeah. It's like, it, it's a signature that kind of looks like that symbol, like kind of a cool brand thing. It's probably on like on their merch. The kid reverently touches their cast and they're like, I'm never taking it off. No, you should take that off when it's healed. What's your latest song mean? Uh, which one? You know, the one where you're talking about moonlight and dancing and stuff. Is it about Luella? Because I saw you together in that picture oh, shit. after the concert and you were talking <laughs> with your heads really close. Oh boy. Uh. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're gonna give me a sec for this. It's okay, I'm a Luella fan too. I can be fans of both of you. No, that's fine. I mean, yeah, the weather's great. That that song's not a, not about the weather. Um, so as you know, like I've been having a bit of a break from social media recently, so I've been taking that time to like reflect, and a lot of that is kind of going outside, going on like moonwalks and just kind of I call it Sunella says a tiny Araswati pardon? Sunella that's the ship name <laughs> I'm a child <laughs> Luella is a very good friend but I do not think of her that way 
they kind of nod and then head off giggling and elbowing each other. And behind you, uh, Crick and Corel, the starting the starting the starting wooden spoon gong goes. And I would like you to dig into your first dish. You're allowed to do these in any order that you want. I'm going to make you make a constitution save for each dish. I just realized I can't be next to Corel because I have a passive aura of protection, which gives them a plus one saving throw. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't be, I need to be 11 feet away. Okay, you're you're 11 (laughs) feet away from literally anyone else. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fudge. Or surely I can turn that off. Well, I'm not going to roll for the other 30 people taking (laughs) part. Like, it's It's just whatever I care about. Oh, God. You have to do one dish. Which dish do you first? I'm going to go for the for the mealworms first. Crick, what do you eat first? Uh, what was the the mud fish? The mud fish. It's a white fish with a really kind of uh, like it. It tastes like dirt. The gimme, sauce. Gimme, dirty twenty. Uh, natural twenty. I think Corel's maybe like a couple bites ahead, but you are both the fastest on the first round. And then the person sees you completing it, Corel, and bangs the gong again, signaling you to jump onto the next dish. What do you try second? I'm going to go. I think for the salad. Okay, uh, salad, constitution saving throw, disadvantage. And what do you eat second, Crick? What did Corel just eat? Salad. A, no, like b- a spicy before. salad. Mealworm. Mealworm. I'll, a I'll giant the, juicy mealworm. Yeah, Quivering. Mealworm. Eight. Seven. As you move into the second dish, you both, it's like you hit a gastronomical wall. Corel, you're, you start eating this salad and initially... You're there like, oh, I like the spices. That's okay. I can jive with the spiciness of it. And then your body starts to realize that you're putting green things into it. And it starts to get very sad very quickly. Everyone else catches up to you and you're now kind of middle of the pack as you head into the third dish. And what dish do you eat third? Oh, I've got to go for the mud fish to recover. <laughs> Banana split, same reason. Very valid. Roll me, constitution saving throws, absolutely straight, no, no issue. Natural one. Well, I think we know it's going to happen to Crick. Seven again. So, Crick, we'll get to you in a second. <laughs> Corel, you kind of still forcing that salad down, feeling quite wretched, you turn to the mudfish. And even though this is one of your favorite delicacies from another species, even mudfish doesn't quite manage to soothe your unhappy innards. And you kind of limp through it, dropping further and further down to the last third of the pack. But that's okay. Because you probably feel a bit a lot better when you see Crick a couple down, lunge for his bucket, turn around and just yarf. There's like a, a bang of a gong and someone's oh. like, you're out! Corel, it's the fourth round. There's only two dishes left. I think you've not had the banana split or the nuts. That's correct. Which do you go for? I'm going to go for the nuts. That's least protein. <laughs> You can crack down on those with your mandibles. That's what I'm thinking. I'm not going to give you a disadvantage because you do have a hard mandible. So I don't think you're you're not going to have teeth in trouble like Lorelei and everyone would. So straight constitution saving throw. Um, That's 15. Okay, with a 15, I think you're so relieved to not have to deal with a flavor. I feel like to catch up, maybe it's even a mood where you just start just swallowing them entirely whole. Definitely just all the flavor by Krell's in today. Oh, I'm, they're going to feel I that mean, later. I mean, to be fair, Corel's gullet is a lot bigger than the average Pluene gullet. So okay. It, so it would be kind of like swallowing Skittles. Oh, hear me out then. With a 15, I think, Corel, maybe you even fully lift up the bowl of nuts and just fucking go... <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm totally for it. I see. I look around seeing I'm falling behind and... 
And with that, you shoot back up through the pack and you are, I would say you're probably now in the top 15 to 20 contenders. So you are in with a chance if you roll really well. One dish remains. The evil that is a banana split from Earth, the human place. Mm. Now this is full of dairy. It's full of cream. There are glacé cherries on top. There's a whole ass entire banana, which is indeed from a plant. <laughs> Ooh. Disadvantage, please. Oh, of course. Wait, wait, wait. I move towards Corel, and now Corel is within 10 feet of me. <laughs> oh. And they get the advantage. The, no, the plus three. Advantage, plus three. They get the plus three. You're you welcome. Plus three. Might help. Not when you roll a natural one, it doesn't. Oh! <laughs> oh! Banana split! Wow, these banana splits are evil. They destroy us. Uh, Crick and Corel, neither of you finishes. You're both DNF, but yeah, you're yeah. both very brave regardless, and we're all proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> the next event in the festival is the ribbon cutting, uh, which is a traditional competition for soldiers where they are blindfolded and have to slice ribbons as fast as possible with a pair of swords in a room full of other people. None of you volunteered, which I'm so surprised by. Uh, I want to watch that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I think you watch it and you are amazed that you yourself are unharmed. <laughs> uh, after that is an event that you are all signed up for as a team. Yeah. It is held up by the edge of the orchard, the eastern orchard, this time the Dawn Grove, which is where the stadium, is, the stadium, sorry, the big stages and everything. Uh, they've cleared a lot of the chairs to make way for a tug of war track. Now, there are going to be rounds for you to compete in. You're going to be up against other teams. One of the other teams includes a familiar silhouette in the form of Lyra, who's competing with a bunch of young Pluene, like kind of rangy looking gangly teenage Pluene. Roll me an insight check. Three. That's a natural one. Lorelei is very distracted. Dirty 20. 21. <laughs> 22. You realize, is Lyra a scout leader? <gasps> oh my god. I love it. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Oh, great. Wait, are we going up against a bunch of children? Yes. Lyra's there. It's completely fair. So are Junie and Damini also in our, in our team? They are, yeah. Amazing. Your, your team, what's your team name? Are you just the space squad? I think so. And up first in our tug of war event, we have round one with the space squad and friends up against the librarian staff team. And as you are kind of shepherded over to the gigantic rope they've laid out, you can see the other team is 10 Ploene in beautifully pressed little lapel jackets. And one of them being um, Navora's is it friend's sister who works at the library. She's there, she's part of the team. And including the old woman, the old woman who is really grumpy, who is like one of the directors of the library. She's also there and they look impeccably pressed and very serious. Guys, I'm scared. Uh, can you roll me a, something we've never done before, a group athletics check? Uh, I'm an ache, so I have a plus five. <laughs> what do you roll? Go ahead. 13. 18. Uh, 16. 19. 10. You fought like the end of the galaxy. You are fighting the end of the universe. You've been through hell together. You fight some librarians and you win. Yeah! <laughs> this is the most meaningful victory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh my god, Duncan! <laughs> I think Corel's become a goat. <laughs> <laughs> Corel has laughed twice today, and I'm terrified. The librarian's out, and you proceed to the second round. When do we get to fight the children? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, funny you should say that, because they also go up. They go up against a what kind of looks like a rugby team of humans who didn't get the memo that this is actually just some fun. And then they're like, they're like university uniforms and they look really serious. It's just like 10 burly humans. They're about to go get a cheeky Nando's when they win, but they don't win because they go up against Lyra and her scout team and Lyra and the scout team absolutely trounce them. So they just get Greg's. They get Greg's instead. Two more tug-of-war matches go ahead, and then it's time for round two. And this time, you take up the rope, and you lock eyes with Ulial. No! <laughs> no! Oh, yes! oh, no! And behind him, a line of Pelton workers. Oh, Corel! No! Corel, they're your colleagues! They're my family! <laughs> Put Corel towards the back and make them cover their eyes. <laughs> and Ulial shouts across the field, May the best team win! <laughs> you heave on the ropes. What do you roll? Lorelei got a 14. Damini got a 23. 27. 13. Not 20, baby! Oh! Five. Oh, oh. dear. Uh, Junie passes. She got an 18. So I think you're fine. This time, it's a battle. You heave on the ropes. Ulial is staring you down. And on the other side, he starts to chant and heave and heave and and the other workers join in i stop my own my own and heave and heave and heave that sounds faster (laughs) (laughs) that's because you guys are gonna win yeah and heave and heave (laughs) (laughs) working together the seven of you kind of managed to stagger backwards almost toppling into one another as you yank ulial and Corel's family and co-workers over the center point and win your second round (laughs) Woo! Yes, now we're going to the finals, which I bet is going to be against Lyra and the children. Well, let's see. First, Lyra has to get through a team made of bubble tea staff. <laughs> <laughs> this may not surprise you, but Lyra and the Scouts are your opponents in the final! Yeah! Woo! Oh, wait, why am I celebrating that? <laughs> better lose. Who's the captain of your team? Oh, shit. Faraday. 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 Oh. <laughs> Lyra holds a hand out to you to clasp. I clasp it back. She squeezes it incredibly tight and says, if you crush these children's dreams, I will find you. (laughs) 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 These little fuckers are making it all the way to the championships, all right? All right. (laughs) Anyway, I'll see you on Sunday for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lyra. (laughs) (laughs) And she turns and goes to take up her place on the rope. Please roll me one last athletics check. I'm afraid now. (laughs) Now you see why we volunteered you, Leonie. Damini got a 16. Lorelei got a 23. I rolled a one. Oh dear. 16. I actually rolled another natural 20. Amazing. 15. Don't even need Junie, but I'm going to roll it anyway just to see how she does. She got two. You heave on the ropes and the kids and Lyra put up an amazing fight. But eventually you do drag them skidding across the middle point and Lyra kind of not stares at you, Faraday, and then gives you one stern nod. 
And then you are being shepherded up onto a podium. And then the, <laughs> I feel like the people who competed put in a prize. So <laughs> the bubble tea people come over. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, uh, we we sponsored this event. Uh, we will be giving a six month, <laughs> a six month discount to all of you. Yeah. So, so now synth also has a six month discount that lasts two weeks longer than the other six month discount be gay travel through space and drink bubble tea and keep getting discounts um, on all bubble tea and as a special extra we're gonna name a drink after your team so check back in a few weeks to see what it is the space squad and friends drink oh dear <laughs> Evening is sweeping in fast. The streets are glowing. It's beautiful. People are getting sleepy. There are loads of folks just chilling on benches with food, just calming down. And the last event of the evening is upon you. It is hot rock dancing. And I believe we have two combatants, Schlurp and Faraday. Sorry, Synth even, and Faraday. Now, the hot rock dancing is down back towards the reservoir on the concrete rim going all the way around the reservoir and they've taken a big swath of the reservoir and laid these huge slabs of stone on it and beneath these gas-powered fires and the rocks have kind of like a heat haze shimmering above them they're offering boots to people who have skin on their feet rather than a pelt and chitin and down by the hot rocks currently kind of helping one another tie their boots on faraday are your mums uh, rosemary lewis who was at the dinner last night and your other mum uh, felicia who as she sees you kind of like tries to get up but is still getting her shoes on and almost falls i run up to her and like hug her and then say in spanish i missed you so much and she replies in spanish i missed you too squirt it's so lovely to see you. It's been so long. Your mums kind of greet you and synth, you're also going to be doing the hot rock dancing. There's no mums here for you, but they both... Do they know that the slurp is in front of Probably not. Not a ton of people know. <laughs> Rosemary just goes, yes, the pop star. Yep, synth rhythm. Lovely to, lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you too. <laughs> My daughter is going to crush you. Yeah, probably. Your daughter's very talented. I've seen her dance before. Oh, I see. A politician. Do I wink? I don't know. <laughs> Why are you asking her? <laughs> <laughs> Underneath the rock slabs, the gas jets roar and um, a starting gun goes and you are sh like... Not pushed with brooms, but like shepherded up onto the hot rocks. They are really hot. Can I take a constitution saving throw? I got a 16. I got a now one. Okay. You're going to have disadvantage on your dexterity checks for your dancing. Faraday, you're okay. I'm going to take three acrobatics checks. Actually, no. Two acrobatics, one performance. Do the two acrobatics first. What did you get, Faraday? A six and a 19. Mixed. Okay. And then a, a nine for performance. Okay. Go on, Shlet, what did you get? So I got a 22 and a 23 for my acrobatics checks. And then sadly only a 16 for my performance. Only a 16. Only a 16. Faraday, 
you step up under the hot rock and your first thought is, oh my God, this is a hot rock. <laughs> and you kind of start to jump in place a little bit. I think that definitely impacts your dancing as you, as they kind of start up on these big steel drums around you. There's a, there's like a few people giving this a go. Obviously, there's a lot of suitors because this is something that suitors are typically trained to do. Um, the new colony suitors haven't really done much of it. So they're a little bit, they're definitely nowhere near as good as an empire suitor would be. I think Yorowal is here being watched by Mawasek, his guard. And he is absolutely doing a blistering job of dancing across this hot rock like, like it's nothing. Like it's a normal summer day. Good for him. Good for him. Faraday, what I will say is you have the initial shock of, oh my god, that's hot. You kind of pick up some steam, but overall your presentation, the performance element is kind of like a distressed chicken. Yes. <laughs> it's an endurance thing. I it's think. an endurance yeah. thing. Very, very entertaining to watch, though. Your mums... Your mums don't do much better. <laughs> um, I think they kind of... You all know that you're going to lose, and they grab your hands and dance with you, kind of laughing as you're jumping, trying to be like, oh my god, this is stupid. Why did we do this? Schlurp! You do really well. You do so well until eventually... Everybody else is kind of forming a ring on the hot rocks because they can tell it's you and Yorowal. Oh, oh, dance circle. Everyone's kind of wiggling, bopping in place around you, hopping from foot to foot as you and Yorowal go head to head. So one last performance roll and I'll do one as well. What, still with a disadvantage? Uh, no, lose it at this point. And, and when it's become apparent it's down to you, it just shouts, crush him! <laughs> <laughs> 25. Oh, 16. Yorowal, his chitin is gleaming. His, his execution is perfect. But Schlurp, you do some like actual full-on flips. And it's different and it's non-traditional, but it's really fun. And people clap in time to you. And as they sound the final gong, you are the winner of the final event of the day. Give unto me another bubble tea pass. <laughs> No, that's, that's fair. <laughs> I do not. I do not give unto you a bubble tea pass. I do give unto you a voucher for gel paint. Yeah, yeah. which is quite cool. I can work with that. That's a pretty cool prize. And also, you get the glow of being the victor and still having your like winners' flowers on. As we move to the final closing act of the festival, it's fully dark now. The stars are out. The crowd is tired and happy and content and the air smells like food and sweat. A final set of drums start to toll across the city. And as they do, you're still down by the reservoir, which is good because up on the flank of the tree at the heart of the reservoir that rises up like a spear from the center of the delve, there's a balcony. And stepping out onto the balcony, his hands are trembling furiously. It's Tamal. Still in his blue paint, wearing that scarlet cloak that like is now flapping and tugging in the wind. And he turns and takes a microphone from Ulial and then kind of clears his throat into it and the delve goes quiet. And as his friends, I feel like you're there like, yeah, he's holding it together. But also you're there like, oh, he just shat himself. <laughs> <laughs> he's pissing as we speak. Wow. <laughs> wow. Paige brought up the shift first. What a tonal shift this is going to be in a second. Oh no. Why do I keep doing this? <laughs> um, hello. M my name is Tamal at Alvo. I, I was a son of... I... 
I am a son of the Impelton Empire and the Trade Galaxy both. When my egg was laid 39 years ago, the galaxy was very, very different to how it is today. The Empire was an interstellar ocean of boogeymen and monsters seething just beyond the border. Growing, growing up on the inside, uh, in the delve of then Vice Queen Hera Titani Altair, it felt like an ocean of bogeymen and monsters. But life is more complicated than that. The Apelta of the new colony have uh, worked tirelessly to tear down that reputation and build something new. They have endured hardship, prejudice, betrayal, and despite every obstacle in their way, have walked the knife-edge path to a brighter future. The colony around me today rejects the old ways of fear and anger, of power written in blood, of absolute rule, and because of this rejection, it has, for the first time, helped to create a place where all the galaxy's peoples can break bread at the same table. But rejection can be another kind of absolute. When a bond breaks, you can lose a part of yourself in the scouring. I know this, and I think that everyone attending today knows it too. And allow yet Kalastekanat, the festival of new beginnings, doesn't look like this in the Empire. There are no pluine in the parades, no competitions based on swimming, no vegetarian platters. Today is what happens when you reclaim something for yourself. Today is that new beginning. With that, I would now like to say the formal words and make my prediction. Today, I have the honor of carrying on the memory of Teresial the Insightful, primary suitor of Archqueen Aniset Atif Alcor, he who dared, he who fought, and he who guided. And he like brings out a sheaf of paper and he goes, A new Analu will continue to recover from the freak meteor airburst of Novemberish the 14th. We will build higher, build better, and house ever more of the people who have come here in good faith to seek a better life. Bring your vegetarian platters, your dances, your songs, and your stories. This is the city of sharing, and I am proud to share it with you all. And the entire delve erupts into applause. Corral is applauding it as hard as they absolutely can to that. And Faraday... As you applaud so hard, your hands hurt. A knife of pain slices through your head. And a very familiar voice says, I hope you weren't looking forward to the after party, because I have a job for you. Says Tali Goldenhorn of the Golden Corsairs. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Hey, it's Paige Dolby Evans, your game master, host, and resident dog person. I just wanted to say that the Junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters. That's my wife Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Duncan as Corel, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunkitpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunkitpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you can support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thejunkitpodcast. That's all from me. See you in a fortnight.